past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant and we're glad you're here today and you are going to be glad that you're here because we have a special treat as we are joined by Coach Pamela who is the queen of reinvention uh, as coined by Fortune Magazine and Pamela we're so excited that you're here to join us because of course you are you're the queen of reinvention so thank you so much for joining us today. Oh well thank you so much Marie for having me I am thrilled to be here. Yes, yeah, so we're going to start by talking a little bit about something that's going on right now where people have been in an industry for 10, 20, 30 years. You know, we're seeing this especially in the hospitality industry and other industries that are suffering right now. And they've got to figure out how to move into a new industry. So this is one of your areas of expertise. And I'm excited for you to share with us some of your ideas about how someone with years of experience in one field looks for options in a different one. Yeah. So, you know, one of the big lessons of this year for, um, I don't know how long people listen to this show, but this year is the year of the pandemic. And so, therefore, we have learned that industries can be upended at any moment. And so, it's so important to have the skill of reinvention. And I say that it's a practical life skill that can be taught. And it's really critical because, as we've learned, there's really no external security. And so reinvention's really about taking your skills and talents and thinking about yourself from a, a, a structure of skills and talents and then applying them in new ways, always having the ability to do that. So if you kind of take yourself out of an industry mindset and you think about yourself as a constellation of skills and talents that can be applied in multiple ways, all of a sudden that opens up a door for you to begin the pathway of crossing into something new. Yeah, so it's this opportunity to really think about what we do and maybe separate a little bit from where we do it. And I remember working with people in 2009, that that crisis when the semiconductor industry was going down in the area that I was in, and people had to make this change. You're exactly right, even though right now we're in the middle of the COVID area and there's certain industries suffering because of that, there are always industries coming in and out of a trend, I guess, if you will, and that means that people need to make that transition. So what are a few of the other tips that you give to people when they're thinking about transitioning out of a field they've been in for that long? Well, you know, one of the things, Marie, that I think is really important when you've been in a field for a long time is to remember that it is not your identity. Very much like you just said, it's something you do. It's not who you are. So that's the very first piece because when we work on career reinvention, we really work on two levels. There's the tactical external level, like what do you do? And then there's the internal mindset level. And that level is 
so important because if we don't do the work there first, we can do all the tactics in the world, but I say it's like driving with a parking brake on. Like, you can make a little bit of distance, but you're not going to get too far and you're going to kind of destroy your car in the process. So you want to start having conversations about what's possible, but as I said, you need to work on your mindset first so that you're not suffering from what I call possibility blindness. Hmm. Yeah. We really can get in our own way there if we're not uh, thinking about and aware of some of those natural tendencies to put the brakes on as soon as we start exploring. Exactly. And another thing, Marie, that's really critical is to understand the role of fear in the whole reinvention process. Because I think a lot of times what I have found is that people sometimes think, well, I have to get over my fear in order to begin moving forward. And I'm here to tell you that fear is a biological response. And so we're programmed to do that, to to feel fear. So you don't actually have to get over your fear. And in fact, that's pretty much... uh, a difficult thing to do. What you want to think about instead is learning to manage your fear so that you're able to move forward even though you're feeling it. So that's really, uh, it's kind of a game changer when, when my clients recognize like, oh, I don't actually have to not be fearful. I just have to be willing to take action even though I'm fearful. Well, and sometimes people think fear well, or we make fear into something practical, right? That, oh, I'm, that my intuition is telling me not to do that. <laughs> I think we can make fear into working into our decisions in a way that it shouldn't too, right? Yes. Oh, I love that you brought that up. It's so true. We kind of uh, use that as what I call in my book, uh, Law 3, is progress begins when you stop, when we stop making excuses. And so... Sometimes we use fear as an excuse. Like fear is actually sometimes a manifestation of excuse making or flat. Other way around, excuse making is a manifestation of fear. So when we're saying, oh, my intuition says maybe I shouldn't do that, you really have to look, is that just fear that's stopping you? What, what about your intuition is saying no? And actually do a check outside yourself to see. Yeah. So... If you have a story, do you have a client that you've worked with where that transition was really significant? You know, there's some fun things that people decide to do. If anybody comes to mind, I'd love to hear that. Well, you know, and this is a great thing because our clients over the years have done all kinds of cool things. Like we had someone who was part of a hedge fund. She worked for a hedge fund, but she had a secret desire to become a comedian. So that she did. Um, we had someone who was working in sort of a very typical corporate job, but who had a passion for diving. And so she ended up at um, a nonprofit that where she gets to actually dive as a part of her job. Uh, we had another client who had a very prestigious job uh, with, you know, a lot of external accolades, but inside he felt uh, unfulfilled, what I call a high-powered hider. Uh, you know, like it looks good from the outside, but inside you're hiding the fact that you're really not happy in your role. He actually ended up leaving that role, starting his own business, and actually earning about four times what he made in his own career. And it's a 
a mission-driven business. It's exactly what he wants to do in the world. So, and then there are people who actually just reinvent themselves in place. They actually just have a new type of role within their own firm, or they just do different things within the same role. So reinvention isn't always about leaving things behind. It's a new relationship to your work. Hmm. That's a good way to describe it. And sometimes the transitions that are small are just as successful, if not more successful. And I don't know if you see this, but sometimes people come in and they think they have to make a huge change to be happy, right? I need to Mm-hmm. make a huge change and that's not always true yeah I always say you know don't don't go uh, don't use a power saw when pinking shears will do sometimes it's just like a little bit of tweaking here and there and it's all good and that's why you know the first step of reinvention is to come up with a vision for your life because careers are a mechanism to deliver the life that we want. So when we actually start looking at how we want to live, then we can actually evaluate the role that we're in to see how close of a match is it. Is it that we just need to make a few tweaks in what we're doing and then we're on point, or do we need a bigger shift? Mm. Excellent. So when people are um, they're thinking about making this, that that's one of the steps. Any other early steps that people can start taking if they're thinking about a change? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that's important, and there are really sort of four anchors to reinvention. Uh, The first one's idea, and then the second one is mindset, and then the third one's strategy. And So what happens a lot of times, Marie, is that people kind of jump right to strategy without first delving more deeply into the idea and mindset anchors. And so I always say that you want to start by having this idea, like really exploring what's possible for your life and and taking that lid off. Because from there, then you can begin to start doing research, evaluating strategies, all of those things before you go into movement, uh, which is the launch phase. So kind of backing up and, and brainstorming, Um, assembling a reinvention team, as I call it, uh, people who have reinvented themselves so they know what it's like to walk that journey and they can provide counsel to you in it. Not opinions. Opinions are given by people who have not done it. (laughs) Counsel are by people who've actually done it successfully. Mm, Excellent. So we've talked a little bit about the idea and the mindset and the strategy, and then you said the launch is the last... Is that the last pillar then? Yeah, that's the fourth anchor. And I call them anchors because it's not necessarily a linear process. Mm. Even though you're following this, this sort of pathway through, you have your idea, then you go to mindset, then you lay out your strategy, and maybe you find something in your strategy that tells you, ah, I need to go back to the idea phase. Or you go out to launch and you get some data and now you're back into strategy because you need to tweak it. So I think if we understand that all four areas are anchors and that they work together holistically as opposed to just a linear process, then people can kind of settle into the creative space of reinvention as opposed to thinking, I'm just going to be going down a pathway and there's a there that I'm supposed to hit in a particular timeline. 
Yeah, it is a little bit circular. And sometimes that frustrates people, right, because they think they're going to get to an answer and (laughs) they get more questions. As you said, it might circle back to the idea phase or maybe bring up some mindset issues that they haven't come to terms with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Marie, I always say to my clients that we have to grow into being the kind of person who can have the life that we say we want. And so we have to acknowledge that when we want to make a shift, even when it's an externally driven shift, like what's going on in the world, that there's also a growth that has to happen in that. If only the, uh, the shifting from one identity to another, so that's an expansion. So we need to also be open to that growth in addition to the tactical level of change. Mm, yeah. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about overcoming some of these barriers and taking steps towards career reinvention. So we'll take a short break and be right back here on The Career Confidant. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Coach Pamela, the, the queen of career reinvention. And Pamela, during the break, we were talking about how and you had said this before, that who someone is isn't what needs to change, right? Who they are is is 
good and perfect and and they're just going to put that into a new industry maybe what they do will change and where they do it will will change but one of the things that you help people do is figure out who they are a little bit so that they can create a career invention strategy that works for them tell us a little bit about that yeah it's so important for us to understand that um we, we don't want to really expend energy trying to change our personality, right? So if, if we're an introvert, then build our strategy to accommodate that. So the important thing about reinvention is that there are different things that must be handled. So again, you must have a strategy for how you're going to investigate and do your research. You must have a strategy for what I call uh, relationship building, outreach. But how you do that needs to fit your particular personality. So if you're the kind of person who hates going into these big networking events that everybody tells you you should be doing and meeting, then that's not how you do it. Then you have one-on-one coffees. So I have a quiz that I actually ask all of our clients who come in, and there's a free version of it on the site, to understand your personality type and how you navigate change because that's the foundation of beginning a successful reinvention as opposed to kind of spinning your wheels and working at cross-purposes with yourself. Yeah, so knowing who we are and how we work the best, then we can also, I would guess that figures into how we're going to do our reinvention, but it also helps us figure out what types of work environments are going to be a good fit for us. There's a lot of good things to Mm -hmm. really getting clear on, on who we are. Exactly. Well, the thing is, the more we're clear on who we are, Marie, the easier it is to find that right fit for the next stage, which, of course, is what we all want. We don't want to go through that work and then land someplace that we're unhappy. Right. Yeah. And and being truthful <laughs> with <laughs> ourselves is really important when we're doing that because, like you said, we can make all that transition and then not be in a good place and that woo, you know there there you go you may have set yourself back a tiny bit or some of those things and not in not end up in a good space so one of the things that I hear from clients and it sounds like you do too is that we have this dream this vision but it doesn't seem to be reality like my reality is at war with my vision how do you help people put those two things together Oh, yes. It is the tension of all of us who help people find work they love, is it not? Right? Like, how do I marry my dreams with uh, reality? I think that when we understand that uh, I do what I call real, real life reinvention, and that we understand that it's a continuum, that we get most of what we want, but we have to understand that it's a balance. So, For example, if we're completely 100% sacrificing our sense of passion and um, fulfillment in the world, that doesn't feel good. On the other hand, if we're completely shirking all of our responsibilities to our family or the family we've created or what we have to do in the world, that doesn't feel good. So it needs to be somewhere in that middle. But when we're kind of looking at it and approaching it, we kind of think about either end as opposed to understanding that there's a continuum and that's where we want to land. And what is that ideal continuum space for yourself? 
Well, and I don't know about you, but sometimes when we start to do the research phase, we also learn that what seemed ideal isn't, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly and that's why you right. said it's a circular process. Mm-hmm. That's right, because so many times we have either myths, right, or fantasies, what I call <laughs> the fantasies of, oh, it's going to be like that. Well, and my client, the one that I told you that had this very sort of high-powered, glamorous job, that's what happened to him. He had a fantasy about working where he worked, and then he got there, and he was miserable because he found out that behind the scenes, it wasn't in alignment with his sense of priorities and what he wanted to put out in the world. So that's what happens when we're really not in tune, and we're just kind of looking at it externally. Yeah, and everybody's values shift, and so... Maybe even at one point in your life, this thing was ideal. And then as you grow and change and and learn and need different things in your life, we need new things. And that can be challenging for us as career professionals and for our clients as well. That's right. That's exactly right. Because who we are when we're at one stage of our career changes because we grow. And so what really we were excited about and passionate about maybe five years ago, we're a different person today. So I always say that the career reinvention window is like three to five years, maybe maximum seven. And so if you look at it from those phases and then at the end of that phase, you'll be ready for another shift, even if it's just in what you're doing, then it takes a lot of pressure off this idea of reinvention because you're thinking, I'm just planning for the next three to five, maybe seven years, and then after that, I'll make another decision. But it also helps normalize it in that, yes, it's not, my next choice is not the end, I'll be all, you know, life sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I need to learn how to do this because I'm going to have to do it again. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think when I started doing this back in 2003, I created the company that I wished had existed when I needed where I wanted to do a reinvention, uh, and there was nothing there. And I, I made a leap from Wall Street to the entertainment field. These days, it's, it's so essential. When I started doing it in 2003, people were like, mm, maybe not. But now we all know that we need this skill. It is a form of insurance, insurance for both <laughs> always being able to remain employed somehow and you know, create for our lives, and it's also an insurance for happiness because if we ever find ourselves in a situation that just doesn't fulfill us, we've got the skills to, to move ourselves forward. Yeah, and, and as you said, it's something that we can choose to do. It's also something that might happen to us uh, mm-hmm. when we maybe have that unchosen change. Is there anything different that you see with people where it wasn't necessarily their choice to make the change? I'd say that um, the biggest thing when it's an involuntary reinvention is that there's often a very big mourning phase that uh, the person is going through because it wasn't their choice. And so there's a lot of grief around that and um, an acknowledgement that that phase is over. And so we have to leave space for that emotional piece of the journey as well. And if we don't, if we're just like kind of 
going on to get the next thing and we don't deal with all of our emotions around it, then we can actually get stuck and, uh, and find ourselves kind of in a space of always looking back or never quite settling into where we're headed. Yeah, and that may be a little bit deeper than the mindset piece when it is a person's choice that they really have to process those emotions. Would you say that it's a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit more. Now, that said, okay, one of the things that I always recommend to everybody who's listening is that every year you should go through the exercise of saying, if I weren't doing this, what would I be doing instead? Mm. I just think it's a great practice because life changes. And so it's always good to know, hey, if this, for whatever reason, needs to end, what would I do instead? And just have that in your back pocket so no matter what life throws at you, you're never completely unprepared. Yeah, that's a good exercise <laughs> to be prepared <laughs> instead of instead of being taken by surprise. And maybe you know, if we're doing that and we're we're thinking about what's next, we can also see when the the writing is starting to be on the wall in our current place. So, let's talk about how people can connect with you. You have this great book, so tell us the title of of the book and where people can find that. Well, the book is called The Ten Laws of Career Reinvention, Essential Survival Skills for Any Economy. And you can find that book on Amazon uh, and, uh, and just order it. It's a great Kindle read, very easy. And then also you can uh, find me at our site. It's reinvention-institute.com. However, I would encourage you to go ahead and take that free quiz that we have because no matter what, that's the beginning thing. If you do nothing else, just have that in your mind because that's the first step of preparation. And the quiz is at reinventquiz.com forward slash Marie Z for the listeners of your show. Say that one more time, reinventquiz.com forward slash Marie Z. Marie Z. Oh, how fun is yeah. that? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about other ways that people can connect to you? Do you share your content on, you know, you've got Twitter and other places that they might follow? Yes, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place where I am having conversations. So, yeah, just reach out, follow me on LinkedIn. I'm always posting things there uh, that are useful. And uh, if you get on our email list, we can also, I also send out like all kinds of useful tips and um, insights and strategies and all of that. So in conversation, both socially and on our list. Okay. So before we're, we're finished with this segment, what are the two things that people might do if they are facing career reinvention today? Well, I always say start with a mini reinvention. So don't try to go 100% right off the bat. Just see if you can do something small just to get used to changing. It could be as simple as changing up what you wear or changing what you order when you like order takeout. Just something small to begin getting your brain used to doing something different. The second thing is that tip that I asked, what would you do if you weren't doing what you were doing? 
and start to have that conversation with yourself. You don't have to bring anybody else into it, but just have that answer in your mind or at least begin exploring because it opens up the door to your next phase. Excellent. So for us to start thinking now, and if you've already been, you know, into a a displaced situation, these are still great tips, right? Because people can start thinking, what would I do if it's a little bit different? And maybe not feeling that whole weight of the world of I I have to do something different. Just thinking about it, what what would I do if I had to do something different? That's right. If if, if you're in that phase where you're being forced to reinvent, consider it an opportunity to recreate and say, how could I put my life back together in a different way? What would I do? Because now I have some freedom to make a shift, even if I didn't want to. So what's essential? What needs to stay in place? But what would I change if I could do anything? Uh, That's always the reward for going through the hard parts, at least uh, my clients find. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Coach Pamela. We love having you and you shared some great information for folks. So go ahead and and check out reinventquiz.com backslash Marie Z or forward slash Marie Z. And we will be back here on the Career Confidant in just a few minutes. But we'll say goodbye to Coach Pamela. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we were talking with Coach Pamela Mitchell from the Reinvention Institute, and she put together that special quiz for you, reinventquiz.com slash Marie Z, so that you could experience her personality quiz that will help you decide how to execute your reinvention. So one of the things that I loved about what she said is that this is not about you reinventing yourself on her materials are all about career reinvention because you are reinventing your career but you are who you are you are wonderful and perfect and you know we all have things that we want to change about ourselves but when we are in career reinvention it's really important for us to understand who we are what are our strengths what makes us great at what we do what do we like to do because what you do will continue even when where you do changes. So you will maybe change a little bit about what you do, but most of the time when we make a career reinvention, especially if we're in midlife, mid-career, 35, 40 and over, we typically carry forward a lot of what we do because those are our strengths and our skills and the things people are gonna pay us to do because that's the, the skill set that we have. And that doesn't mean that we can't reinvent our career. It's just we're not necessarily reinventing us. And I think sometimes we take on all of this pressure of I have to reinvent myself when it's really about reinventing what you do. And most of the time what I see is where you do. And that, of course, changes what we do a little bit as well. So when we think about this career reinvention, uh, a lot of the tools that I use with my clients and, and teach to the coaches in our coach training programs is about helping people understand who they are and that's our, our personal branding. And people don't like the word personal branding. We tend to think of it as a marketing or salesy thing, but it's really uh, all about at its foundation understanding and appreciating who you are and then of course being able to communicate it to others that's the ing part of personal branding the active part of personal branding being able to communicate it to others but first our strength and our power and our our marketability all comes with really understanding and valuing at its core who we are and understanding what we do well and being able to separate it from where we do it because those skills are our portability. Those skills will help us move from one thing to the next. Now, there are some people that reinvent and they go back to school or they do things that create a whole new skill set. But again, for the most part, most of my clients, 35 plus, are reinventing using the skills that they've learned in the last 10, 15 plus years of their career. And that's great. You can still reinvent your career without having to reinvent yourself. And at this time of year, there can be a lot of pressure to that new year, new you. No, you don't need a new you. You're great. Let's figure out how to transfer and and port that, that greatness into something that can help you be happier. And thinking about that it's not a life sentence, what you choose next is not a life sentence, right? As Coach Pamela said, three to five years in that next place. And that is our opportunity to to take a step. And you may not be able to take a step to your end goal, the first reinvention. 
the first career reinvention may be a step along the way to where you want to go. Um, and it may be a little bit of an experiment. And there's some ways that you can experiment without having to take a lot of effort. Uh, and we talk about these in our career transition course of ways that you could take on a project, do a, a contract gig, maybe volunteer if it's very specific strategic opportunity where you're getting that experiment down before you put all of your energy into the the career reinvention Um, and of course career research conversations talking to people who do what you think you want to do being that first kind of baby step towards that I want to go back to what she talked about at the very beginning that the first step is creating a vision for your life there are different ways to do that. So sometimes having a a vision is really challenging because you may be in crisis, you may feel stuck, you may feel overwhelmed with the idea of coming up with a vision. And that's okay. I I work with a lot of clients who feel that way. And so a lot of times we start with more of the building blocks. What do you love to do? What are those skills and tasks and strengths that make you lose track of time? The projects that you take on extra, you know, you just love to do. Because that you know. You can tell me about a time when you got lost in a project. You can tell me about a time when you felt like you were at your peak performance. And looking at that past is sometimes an easier place to start. So if the idea of creating that vision feels overwhelming to you, don't worry. You can start with what you already know. Start by gathering those experiences where you really felt like you were on fire, like you were doing the right thing. And it doesn't have to be paid work experience. It could be volunteer. It could be uh, something in your past. What, uh, What about that made it so powerful? What about that made you feel like you were on top of the world? And when you start to get those experiences together, you can see the themes and get some ideas of, hey, these are the pieces I want more of. This is what I want more of when I move into the next step. And then you could look at where, what types of environments really seem interesting to you? What causes or business types really draw you in? What types of people do you love to talk to? What types of books and articles do you read and talk to people about? Because when you think about that interest piece of of what really piques your interest, it can give you a broad place, a broad place to start. So sometimes people think about passion, you know, what am I passionate about? And then, oh, I don't want to go into, you know, cooking because I'm passionate about cooking, but I'm worried I'll lose that passion. Well, being passionate about cooking does not mean you have to become a chef. Being passionate about cooking means there might be a whole industry of food, food service, food preparation, food creation, food manufacturing that might be interesting to look at. So sometimes we get too specific with our passions, and that's just a hint. It's a clue. It's a place to explore, and it doesn't usually mean that we are going to end up doing something specific in that field that we initially think of because that might not be our skills or the skills that we've been paid to do that we want to port over into something new. So we're really looking for that balance of those two things. And oftentimes I'll help people get those building blocks together. What do you really love to do? What 
industries or business types or causes or passions are, are drawing you, are intriguing. And then let's put the two pieces together. What types of jobs use your skill set in these industries that draw your passion, that make you, that perk your interest? As you start to put those two pieces together, then it may be easier to come up with a vision. So as I see myself working in the food industry and using my skills, you know, managing others and coordinating projects. So what types of people get to do that? What might that look like? And you can create a vision around how that looks. And maybe you have some bigger ideas of of how you want your life to be. And so you can start putting those pieces together into that vision for not just your work, but, but your life. If your work decisions and this big life vision seem to be at odds, starting a little bit smaller may help combine the two or find a place where the two can meet. And Coach Pamela talked about that when we have these fantasies perhaps and the reality doesn't seem to align going back and really thinking about the building blocks what really matters what do I really care about what am I willing to give up to have that other thing because at some points in our life or for some people we may be willing to give up really loving what we do so that we can make a good living and live where we want to live or have the hobbies we want to have. And we can consciously make that choice for that trade-off. When we don't make the conscious choice, then we end up feeling frustrated. Or, you know, it may be that I want to live where I want to live and salaries are a little lower here. So I'm going to make that trade-off. There's typically going to be a trade-off, right? This is the real world that we all live in. So figuring out what trade-offs you are okay with helps you marry, if you will, that real and ideal. Where can I find a place that I've consciously chosen these pieces of the puzzle are most important and I'm going to put them together. And then that might shift and grow and change. And and this is typically what happens in our lives, that we have a period of our life where earning potential and and income is important, maybe the most important thing. And then we get to our point in our life where we're comfortable, we we feel stable and and we say, okay, now I can explore something else that really drives that passion or that connects with what I love to do a little bit more. And that's a natural progression uh, developmentally for people. So it's natural to to feel that way. And and of course, not everyone's going to fit into that, that pattern. And, and will have different values and different needs in their career, even at those diff- different points in time. But that's our challenge, is figuring out what does really matter. And maybe that fantasy doesn't include some of the things even that really matter because it's overly focused on, on one aspect or the other. Uh, I work with people a lot that you know, we tend to think the fantasy is money, but I work with people a lot where the fantasy is actually nonprofit. Oh, I'm going to help people. I'm going to save the world. And that can be true. But oftentimes, if they get into that nonprofit and they're not using the skills that they want to use, they're, they're not contributing in a way that is meaningful to them. It doesn't matter as much as they thought it would. For some people, that's true. For some, it's not. But we have to evaluate for ourselves 
what are those pieces that are really going to matter? And oftentimes we can get that by looking backwards and then by thinking about the trade-offs that I would be willing to make as I think about reinventing my career. Remember, it's not about reinventing you. It's about reinventing your career and you're going to bring all the great experiences and skills that you've learned to that next place and job so that you can market yourself and be employable and have the confidence and, and performance that you need to succeed in that new job. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll tie a little bow around this and give you some action steps to take as you move forward. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Coach Pamela Mitchell. And she was sharing with you that she has an opportunity for you to take her career reinvention quiz at reinventquiz.com slash Marie Z. So go ahead and take that. And I'd I'd love to hear what you think about it. Feel free to share with me. I'm going to post a connection with her and, and some material from this show on LinkedIn tomorrow. So you can comment there or you can always email me at Marie, M A R I E at careerthoughtleaders.com. So we were talking a little bit about this process and, and Pamela has her four anchors in terms of ideas and what's possible and then the mindset, the strategy and, and the launch. So when you're just getting started with your reinvention, our challenge might be that this isn't something we chose. And, and Coach Pamela and I talked about that a little bit, right? That It's different when you are shoved into a career reinvention because your industry is, is dying. And this happens all the time. It feels like it's a little bit more right now because of COVID and there are big industries that are struggling. 
but it's been going and people have been doing this for ages, right? People have been reinventing their career um, for, for years and years, decades and decades. Um, and even though there are stories of, hey, you know, in the 50s, you had a job and your company took care of you, there were still career reinventions going on then. They maybe were just smaller or just not what people talked about. And I find that that's often true. We have this overarching thing that said, oh, nobody changed jobs in the 50s or 60s or whatever. And then you talk to people and that is not true. It's it's just the picture that was painted, an overarching picture that was painted. So you can do it, right? We can do it. And thinking about your foundation, your building blocks, who are you, what are your strengths, what do you love to do, what are you good at, what are the people around you say that you're good at, because not only does that build your foundation for the the change, the transition, it also builds your confidence to root yourself in this is me, this is what I'm good at, people value me, this is what people value that I do, so that you can really connect into that because you can tell that story to meet the needs of the audience around you. No matter where you decide to pivot, you can tell that story. But first, we have to know the story, really connect with it and, and understand how to, how to tell that story. And we can't adjust it, we can't target it, if you will, until we have it down. So I would start there. Collect the pieces of you that you love, that other people say you're good at. Sometimes people say you're good at things you don't like to do. So you can write those down and then we'll kind of push them over to the side until later. You might need them later, but they're not necessarily where we want to focus. Now you might say, oh, Marie, that's a luxury. I need to look at what's available, what's out there, where can I change to? We'll get there. We'll get there. But we don't know where you want to go until we know who you are and what you love to do and what you're great at. Because no one loves someone who comes in and says, oh, I can do this. Right? I'm really good at this. But you can tell that they don't love it. It doesn't light them up. And especially when competition is high in the job market, no one needs to hire someone who doesn't have that spark. So find the spark first, and then we'll find how to plug it into something that is growing, that is hiring right now. There, there will be a match. But we got to start with you. What do you love to do? Who are you? What do people love about you? And how can we put that story together? Then we can look at where might you want to do those things and in that process, you can also look at what industries are growing or, you know, that data is hard to follow right now. So that's another reason that I wouldn't necessarily point you in that direction at this moment is that it changes daily and it's going to change again. There's going to be uh, uh, more volatility in the market through even the middle of next year. I know we're all excited right now about the vaccine and it's not going to come as fast as we want it to. Life is not going to go back to uh, the way it was at fast and maybe even in some ways not at all. So you've got an opportunity here. You've got some white space to figure out how you can plug in in a way that works for you. 
of course, we're going to look at the market. We're going to look at what's going on. But, but it's, it's not that easy right now. So start with you. What industries, what types of organizations, what causes do you want to jump on board with? And then we can match that up to some of the pieces that are out there in terms of what's growing, what's maybe not going to shrink in the near term that you can plug into. When you get to that place where you're ready to make the move, then I love, love, love Coach Pamela's emphasis on doing it in a way that works for you. One of the biggest challenges today is this vast amount of information that is out there about how to job search, how to network, how to, how to, how to. Filter it through your own lens. This doesn't mean that we can have an excuse to not do it. Uh, you know, I'm not a good networker, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not an extrovert, so I'm not going to do that. No, no. But how can we do it in a way that works for us, for you, for you, what you know about yourself? And this goes back to step one, understanding your strengths, understanding who you are, because then you can make those decisions about how you execute the strategies that need to be done to make that transition, building your network, building your your community, whatever you want to call it, so that you can research and then make that transition when you're ready. How you do it is something that you get to decide. And this is, you know, one of the things that I love training coaches to help people do is uh, a coach is not there to tell you how to do something. Really a coach is minimal advice a coach is helping you figure out how to do it in your way because one, that's how you'll do it. <laughs> and two, that's how it will be done. The best that you can do it is figuring out how to do it in the way that works for you. So get started really diving in to your story, to your strengths, to what makes you great at what you do. Then you can take that next step to seeing what's, What's, where, do, where do you want to take that? Where do you want to go with that? What is, what is life going to look like? And what are some of the trade-offs that we'll have to be choosing between as we put together our real and our ideal? And if you're looking for a coach to help walk you through the process, we've got a list of coaches at careerthoughtleaders.com in our directory. You can find a coach. There's a form that you can fill out there to tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll send you some possible coach matches. And if you have a colleague that, you know, building your reinvention team, as as uh, Coach Pamela called it, you can have other people on your team. You can help have colleagues help you have your, your friends and family help you. Uh, and of course, you've got great information online that you can sift through and, and really figure out how it works for you. So check out that quiz, reinventquiz.com slash Marie Z. And we'll look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.